everybody, and welcome to Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. do, do, do. I'm your host for this episode, and all episodes, Hookaloof Jones, and I'm here with today's guest, Ruby Snoot of Tummy Fame, here to ask him a series of chilling questions that drill down to the dark heart of man. How are you doing, Ruby? I'm in my room. <laughs> Uh, we'll begin. Yeah, we'll start this episode with a fun fact, and that fun fact is that Ruby is my roommate, and so our proximity is close. Yes, that does mean I can do things like this. Oh God, I I didn't script this. I wasn't ready for it. Like ah, this. Jesus. Okay. He did. He did. <laughs> like that. That is just one of the many powers in Ruby's arsenal, and I will probably use that door banging as a sink test. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. All right. Uh, well, Ruby, do you have anything that you'd like to tell people in the strange event that they're familiar with my work and not yours? Uh, I don't know. I draw... I'm the guy with too many sodas that all look alike somehow. And I draw lots of big tongues. So... You know, there's that. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, how about we begin with our first really, really basic question, which is, how did you hear start with art? Uh, do you mean, like, the the art that's on Ruby's new gallery? Like, just literally art? Uh, let's do let's do just art in general, and then we'll move on to your your pieces on your gallery. Holy shit. Uh, I, I drew since I was a kid. Like, I'm, I'm talking way fucking back. Like, before I could really even remember... That, I drew I drew trains. That was the only thing I drew. <laughs> I was obsessed with trains. Uh, that's what I drew. And then I started drawing cars. Uh, I didn't draw people a whole lot, I don't think. I always liked cars and, I don't know, well, mostly cars, but cars and trains and just like any, anything that wasn't a person. It was mostly vehicles. And then you went on to draw a dragon that has an engine. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, sort of. I mean, the first one was the shark. That was that was my old DeviantArt persona. That was the first. That was the first time I got a furry, like a fursona, furry sona. God damn! What am I forty? <laughs> Once I got my furry sona. <laughs> is that what the kids are um, calling it? No. <laughs> um. Uh, I, I I actually am not familiar with your first your first sona. This this shark. Uh, it was, I actually put it up on Twitter a little while back. It was the, um, <clears throat> the, like, at the beginning of the decade thing. Oh, yeah, I remember. I did see that one. Okay, I lied to you then. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. Uh, that, that, that shark, that was, like, had a lot of mechanical bits sticking out of them. That was kind of the first mesh of stuff that I liked. Uh, I stuck with the engine for a while because I thought that was just kind of the fun flair to it. Um, I haven't redrawn Ruby's reference now, but it has since continued to shrink. Um, it, it's more of an accent piece now than a sort of, you know, mainstay. Your Sona has become more fuel efficient. <laughs> Supposedly. All right. Uh, well, on that topic... What what was the what was the inciting incident that bridged the gap from uh, planes, trains, and automobiles to drawing anthropomorphic characters? How'd you first get involved in the fandom? Uh, lurker for a very long time uh, before I even had my own computer, which I would always delete my browsing history when my dad lent me his laptop in the evenings. <laughs> uh, 
DeviantArt was a big was a big lurking hub for me. I actually didn't use for Affinity that much, which is weird because they have you know they have stuff specifically for that. But I don't know. I I just preferred DeviantArt at the time. I was like, God, twelve maybe. God, that's that's a that's a memory. That's a memory. Uh, so yeah, that's I don't know. Long time lurker for a lot of stuff, and actually, into uh, kind of in anticipation anticipation of this uh i pulled up the first uh the first picture i ever drew of this kind of uh subject matter uh that was 6 17 2013 uh at 1 a.m jesus you should, you should have been in bed young man no you had school tomorrow i suspect i was in high school oh well then yeah reason to stay up um yeah so that was that was a good while ago now that was seven years ago i guess technically <laughs> well if we're only going by the year but anyway uh yeah it was a long time ago so uh, uh, a friend of mine they were really nice uh they were actually a friend from DeviantArt that i kind of found out was sort of into the same stuff and they were like hey you should start drawing it if you like so much i'm like oh no i couldn't and now it's mostly what i draw <laughs> Uh, did you have any influences back in the lurker days that you can remember? Uh, yes. Um, I, let's see. A lot of the big ones tended to be, um, Derg, Derg out there, Teal Havoc on, uh, on FA, uh, Fitchell 4. Yes. Uh, still an influence because I still love their stuff. Um, uh, asked even i don't think they go by that anymore but um they they're they're somewhere actually no no they're still on fa but under a different name uh i'd have to find out who they are now uh and um ah gosh that and uh i did i did see some shy guy stuff and also generation slayer yes um but i guess technically a lot of not a lot of, but uh, some of Generation Slayer stuff is commissioned. But anyway, um, yeah, those were, I don't know, those were some of the big accounts that really stuck with me. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sort of going off of that and the the point of commissions, you are not somebody who does a whole lot of commissions, yes? Yeah. It, correct. Um, I wish I would... Uh, but I always have the problem of I can hardly even get my own stuff done. And the second, like the second an art piece becomes an obligation or especially, especially like monetarily bound, then all of a sudden it's like, ah, but you know, maybe if I, maybe I'll just do something else today. You know, it, it just all of a sudden drops like a rock. And I, 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 I feel bad doing that because I don't know. I mean, I've, I've had success with it in the past. Like I've, I've done like a uh, sketch stream for myself uh, to go to the Renaissance Festival one time, and actually worked out really well. I was really, really satisfied with how that you know how that went. Um, I I guess the reason being is just because it kind of kind of struck on that inspiration when I was actually feeling artsy that night. Uh, but any other time, like if it takes any longer than that initial sort of flash of like, oh yeah, I'm ready to draw, you know. Yeah. Uh, then there's a real good chance that it it's just either going to take 
like a month or two when it really shouldn't, or I just may, you know, give the money back and say, I'm really sorry, man, I can't do it. That's understandable. Uh, though on, on the topic of time that it takes to make it, how long uh, would you say that your, your average piece, that's not like a big comic or a sequence. How long would you say that usually takes you? Um, I don't know if, if uh, used to, if I sat down and actually, you know, did the whole thing at once, uh, then it would take me, I don't know, around five hours or so. Um, like I think, uh, oh, excuse me, I'll, I'll I'll send this one to you just so you have a reference, but no one no one else will have the reference. So I tell them uh, this one, uh, the Ogwain End. Uh, I think that one took around like five to seven hours straight. Ah, you've you've given the you've given the the name of it. It's the Oddwain in O D D W A I N, and I'll ooh here's here's a fun thing. I'll introduce my first segment. I'll call it Hookaloof describes a picture he's been sent by a person he's interviewing. <laughs> uh, it's a picture of a ruby drinking a ruby a drink. A tummy is there, and there's a lot of really cool, really good shadows and a really nice detailed background. I feel really bad. I forgot one of the shadows. I forgot the shadow of his arm crossing over his chest. Oh, shit. You see it? I do. How could you? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I didn't notice it no. until you pointed it out. That's that, that's kind of the thing. It's some. It's something I didn't know, notice even going back over. Like, all right, is everything ready to go? Oh, that's right. All right, time to post. And then I post it in about I don't know, a couple hours later. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I, I think but, I think uh, a lot of people can relate to that. I, on a daily basis, I check the things that I upload, and I think to myself, "Did I leave a layer unchecked?" <laughs> yep, there it is. There's a whole layer missing from this drawing. Cool. That does raise the question of what software and like hardware do you use to produce your stuff? Because you are primarily a digital artist. Yes. Um. I I used to use an old Wacom Intuos 3, um, which was back when they were gray, and I had, like, this cool, like, transparent polymer, like, piece over it all. It was really neat. Um, and ever since then, I've used a, uh, it's like a Wacom Intuos Pro Medium. Yeah, Wacom Intuos Pro Medium. God, this is seen a lot of use. Um, this one's actually not to toot my own horn, but the special edition version, which had the, uh, the little silver stripes on either side rather than complete black. It, it, there's, that's the only thing that makes it special edition. It's only silver. Um, aside from that, uh, I got my start with side paint tool as I'm sure a lot of other digital artists have, or at least like the ones that have come out of DeviantArt. Um, and actually, in fact, uh, that I, I, I used that specifically because uh, Squishy Monster did. Oh, um, they, there you go. They, yeah, they were a huge influence on me digitally. Um, that's, that's where I picked up a lot of my initial style from. So Side uh, Paint Tools where I got my start. I actually went and bought it. I was a good boy, and I wanted to reward them for, you know, making a piece of software that was better at illustrating than photoshop but cost only 60 bucks once you scrounged up all the quarters you'd gotten from scamming kids in the cul-de-sac and you went and you purchased paint tool sci boy you know it um and now i use um 
like I'm sure a lot of other people do right now, go figure, uh, Clip Studio Paint. I have the, like, I have the Pro Edition. I think the base one is EX. This one's the Pro just because I wanted the extra frames for animating. Whatever I used to animate. <laughs> I need to do that again. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's primarily what I use now. I had to upgrade more to Clip Studio Paint because that was, I, I was fine with Psy for a while, but um, Otter, Ocean Otter, uh, one of my good friends, um, he gave me a Surface Pro 1 a long while back and told me specifically that it didn't play nice with Psy, uh, but Clip Studio Paint was fine. So that's, that's kind of what I started to use. Um, just to kind of get in the, just, just to be able to use it. Uh, and then I guess once I started realizing, you know, what extra tools uh, Clip Studio came with, I started kind of moving over to that, especially because it would handle larger canvas sizes a lot better. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, I think that's enough of the technical questions, which I like and find fascinating. And let's instead move to a more audience friendly topic. And let me ask you, what, in your opinion, is the coolest thing that's ever happened to you as a result of your involvement with the furry fandom? Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think this is anyone that starts to get into their own, like, you know, they start to kind of dip their feet into their own fandom that they like, is that I, I don't know, I've, I've gotten to talk to people who I, I really, really liked, you know, when I was lurking and I get to say hi to them. And some of them are actually my friends. Um, you know, I, I think that's really interesting. And I honestly, I think the biggest highlight so far actually has been you are moving in. <laughs> I, you know, everyone always kind of wants to, wants to have a way to get with their friends a lot. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was really neat that I had made a friend on the on the internet that I thought I got along got along with, well with. Uh, and lo and behold, I managed to uh, get you over here. Yeah, and we've been uh, roommates for about two years, almost maybe more. Probably not more. Probably just one. imagine. Yeah, <laughs> probably just. <laughs> I think like one and a half years, probably because I moved here a summer a year ago. Also, you piece of shit, you're like two months behind on the utilities. You're not wrong. Could I'm you sorry. write me a check? <laughs> I'm out of checks. They're on their way. They'll be here soon. I was actually joking, but now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave this in. I am, I am behind on checks and rent, and that's because I don't have checks, because checks are terrible. Get checks. I've got them. They're coming. Uh, let's... Or convince Dad to get Venmo. I've tried. Uh, I want to deflect, so let's instead talk about uh, the namesake of this podcast, which is Subject High, which is, if you're not uh, not not savvy with furries, and why are you listening this far, uh, <laughs> but if you're not savvy, it is a common, I guess, meme or stereotype from, not unsavory, but perhaps less less than socially palatable people who send you unprompted notes on fur affinity and the subject is high and the body text is usually something like do you RP? Yeah. So I want to go ahead and dive into some of the fun and funny interactions that you've had on your times uh, at DeviantArt or fur affinity or Tumblr. And we're not going to, we're not going to name and shame anybody here. We're not, the purpose of this is not to make anybody feel bad or stupid for reaching out to their, 
their favorite creators because that's a really cool thing and a really great thing that I think everyone should do. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, there are a lot of very fun stories that I'm sure lots of people have, and I think uh, this is a, this is a good place to share some of those stories. So have you got have you got anything to tell or share? Uh, well, I I don't have anything in particular. I guess. Um, I I will say apparently a lot of people at one point have been getting a lot of uh, bot messages on FA. Uh, and I never got those except for one that I got three months ago. It says, hi, liked you. Hi, I'm Alice, a single woman, big tits. Let's meet and fuck tonight. <laughs> it's that was, I mean, not that I didn't understand what that was, but to see that on FA of all places, I was used to the, to it on Tumblr, but on FA, that was, that, that was a roller coaster. <laughs> um, Ah, gosh, I, you know, I don't know. That's, it, it's such a broad thing just because like, I've, I don't know, it's, I, I've been able to talk with a lot of people over this stuff. And usually like, if, if it's been a bad experience, it hasn't been enough that I remember it. Um, I don't know. I, I guess just a general rule of thumb that I've had trouble with as far as people noting me or messaging me is it's a little awkward when some people pull my, like pull my telegram out of nowhere uh, to say like, Hey, I know you. It's like, Oh, uh, Hey, this is my, this is my IMs. I don't, I don't know you. Um, I mean, it's, it's always nice to meet new people, but IMs are more of a private space. Yeah. That is, that is uh, an important lesson to keep in mind is that there are, there are usually ways other than tracking down someone's personal private uh, messages to reach out to them and say hello. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And obviously the, you know, the no subject high messages, like just it's, I, I feel kind of awkward whenever I reply to stuff like that and just say like, hi, can I help you? Not like I'm trying to be <laughs> condescending to them, but like, it's easier for me to, you know, get a conversation like that moving somewhere. If I can just sort of say like, Hey, you contacted me. I assume just to say hello and to start contacting with me, but like, I don't know, give me something to work with here. I, I, I do not, I don't work my magic the best when I just have to be able to say hi back to them and wait for what they want to say. You know, I think that makes sense and is totally reasonable. Uh, but that is, that is good. And so, that is a decent amount of fun information about you, but I think that one thing that we have left out is uh, what are some of your biggest influences in the art that you produce? Either within the fandom, I know you mentioned uh, Squeege Monster as one of your inspirations for the software that you started with and other things, but what about influences in media? What's some of the things, cartoons, movies, shows, books that inspire you? Uh, well, obviously, um, MLP is at least the most direct line I can trace from a media to, you know, to my work. Uh, and that's just because it's just a straight fandom thing. Um, ah, gosh. Uh, I guess like stuff that I've enjoyed trying to incorporate into my, into my stuff that isn't necessarily my own or I don't know, not something I'm usually working with. 
is the sort of high fantasy look. Yes. That's hard, that's hard for me to pull off because it's not my, like, it's not my jam. It's not, you know, I don't vibe with that. Uh, but I, I don't know. I always think it looks cool. Like, I don't know. I, I do envy people that can, like, throw together a, an outfit that looks right, you know? Makes and, sense. And I, you know, I'm, I'm much more of a, you know, uh, mecha, vehicles, airplanes, all that kind of cool stuff. I like those things a bit more, but I don't personally feel they mix the best with my, with, with the Ruby Snoot line of stuff. Yeah. Um, a bit too firm. I, I don't know. I, it's, uh, it, it, it's tough to kind of draw any direct lines from one end to the other. Um, I, I, honestly, I've, uh, you know, I've been trying to pull, like, you, you've been showing me a lot of cool stuff, uh, especially with rendering, um, rendering light, rendering color. It's not something I can get on with easily, or at least, like, too quickly. But uh, I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm kind of trying to follow uh, along the, the rendering line. I don't know where I was going there, but you know. No, that's fair. I think what you were getting at is that I'm your biggest inspiration and a champion to all people. And I think that that is a sentiment that everyone can agree with. Yeah, you are. It's true. I am a hero and this podcast is my gift to man, woman, and child. No. Um, what about, uh, what about actual influences within the, within the furry fandom? Is there, you know, a top five list of artists that you could say have influenced you either when you were starting out or after you had started out and were trying to sort of pivot? Uh, I mean, a lot of it is sort of like the early stuff. Um, I'll, 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 I'll kind of try and run through like who's, who's credited with which influence. Actually, the, my, my most used, uh, my, my Anthro Ruby, the one that pops up a lot. Uh, the one that I usually draw with Tira. Yes. Uh, he, uh, the first instance of him popping up was more or less inspired by Dirk, uh, Teal Havoc, and his character. Um, I, I tried not to, not to make it the most, uh, sort of direct, um, influence, I guess. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm at least happy with the direction he's gone in since, uh, Ruby. And uh, I don't know that that was kind of what started um, started the anthro look for him. Uh, just, I don't know, just that kind of nice, soft, wide, like not wide hip, but I don't know that that shape, soft shape. Um, Finchell still still holds a lot of influence for some of the way I draw uh, bellies and stuff. Yes. Um, I, I, I do like the way they shape those out at times. Uh, but there's, there's other artists that I use for, uh, that, I use for that. Um, God, I, th- those, those, those were the two longer standing ones. Uh, hang on. I think, I think that's ultimately fine. You know, you've, you've got your two biggest influences right there, and you've got a direct through line to uh, the, the core of your characters, which is the ruby that you draw most often. And the ruby that you associate with uh, Tira. For for those who are uninitiated, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about who Tira is and how you and Tira met, if you don't mind? Ah, Tira, she's my girlfriend. Um, she she's super sweet. Uh, Tira Kitsu, um, she's a fox, and we met 
uh, in English class in college, uh, coincidentally the same semester that she graduated. Um, so I, I didn't see her that summer, but she eventually came back to school uh, for a second degree, which meant that we got a little extra time hanging out, actually, on you know school ground. She actually kind of sought me out at first um, because I am super oblivious and not like, I don't know, it was always like, oh, wow, I got such a cool new bud from English class and they, they play Monster Hunter. Uh, and little did I know that, that she actually bought Monster Hunter specifically to play with me. Um, and since then, uh, you know, since she finally asked me out uh, in, the, in the fall of that, that first year, uh, we've been drawing a lot together, doing little, um, doing little, uh, tandem pictures and stuff, you know, uh, and, and she is a very frequent guest over here, as I'm sure you know. Yes. She comes to visit a lot. She was even here today when we were recording this or before we recorded this. Yes. Um, and she's great. So she's great. I love her. Uh, she's, she's so sweet. Um, you, you've probably seen some of her stuff too. Uh, she, she draws on FA. Um, doesn't upload quite as frequently as I do, and I don't upload as frequently as Hoof does. Uh, but um, and I upload the most frequently of anybody. No, not really. He he, he uploads a lot. <laughs> yes, I do. I am I am guilty of spamming people. But uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> looking through it, uh, she's popped up a lot recently in my in my art, um, which is not a problem because I always like doing little couples pictures like that. I think it's cute, but. Um, I don't know. She's she's been an incredible support for me, and I I'm I'm very happy to have her. And she she draws some really cute stuff too. Oh yeah, definitely. She's she's phenomenal. And if you are listening and have not checked her out, I definitely recommend that you do. Yes, please. She has some really cute stuff, and I and she has really cute stuff even even beside bellies. She has she has a nice style. I need to poke her to draw more. She needs to draw more. I need to draw more. Everybody needs to draw more. Everyone needs to draw more. Go out and draw after this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that, that actually touches on something that I would be curious to ask you is if there were, say, new artists or, you know, struggling artists, people who are just getting started listening to this podcast, what do you think your number one piece of advice for them would be? And what do you think would be the number one thing you'd say to avoid? Uh, I mean... Everyone's going to tell you practice makes perfect, and that's true. Um, don't just keep drawing the same thing over and over again. Or if you do, like try and make it in a sort of different way. I, I don't know. I, I I find what's really helped me a lot is just trying to loosen up my drawing style uh, because I I think what kills a not kills a picture, but like. What stifles a picture more than anything is like sort of stiff anatomy or stiff motion. I think that's one of the biggest things you'll notice out of anything else. Uh, if the if your eye doesn't kind of move around the character in a picture very easily, then it's it's jarring. You notice it e- even if the even if the rest of it looks you know looks fine. Um, so you know work on like work on making the shapes you know softer. Or, you know kind of get the lines moving a little. Um, really kind of, I don't know, loosen up if, as, as much as I'm repeating myself on it. Um, just, just try and avoid flat lines for, unless you're just going for objects and stuff. And even then, kind of give it a little bit of a bend. Um, flats are just not, 
they're not pleasing to look at. It's a, it's, it's a little extra effort to do, but I think it goes mild. Uh, things to avoid? Um, gosh. Uh, well, don't burn yourself out. Don't think they have to draw so much that it just becomes a big fat chore. Because, I don't know, I, I, I think you get the most work done for yourself when you're actually interested in it. Sort of like the same, sort of in the same way that like you learn more when you're actually, you know, interested in what you're learning about. Like I didn't, I don't remember diddly shit from all of my civics classes in high school, but you know, I, I would be interested in articles on Wikipedia about, you know, different, different car parts and, you know, prototyping and all this other, you know, stuff that goes into things like that. And, you know, I, that, cause that's, I looked it up because I wanted to, and I didn't get burned out on that as easy. I don't know. So just do draw what you want. Right? As, as dumb as that sounds, just, you know, practice makes perfect, but don't overdo it on stuff that, you know, stuff that's not clicking with you, but also try and loosen up. You got to stay all loose and tight at the same time. Yeah. Is that confusing? I hope so. I don't know. I think that's, I think that is good advice for the people who need to hear it. And if you, if that doesn't make any sense to you, uh, well, I don't know, read a book about art. But thinking back on what I just said, it doesn't make sense to me either. Well, that means that it came from your heart. It's true feelings. Ew. Um, (laughs) Yeah, gross. Emotions. Genuine sentiment. Yucky. I hate it. It's 2020. Emotions. Gone. We've, we've left feeling things in a genuine, non-ironic way in the past. From here on out, it's only spite. It's time to go back to spite. Here's, here's my big secret reveal. This podcast is a big, ironic joke. <laughs> no, no genuine feelings here. Yeah. It's not that I want to catalog a unique phenomenon and talk to people who inspire me and who hopefully inspire others and get to know them better so that you can get to know them better. No, this is a goof. Dummy. You fell for it. We both got you. We in tandem got you. 33 minutes in and you've fallen for it. Hook, line, and sinker, dork. Got you, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. By the way, one of the benefits of living with Hook is that every so often... Cackles like that will drift down the hall, and I'll just be doing something completely unrelated. I'll hear him. It's like, <laughs> he found funny. I was really hoping that we wouldn't address the fact that my laughter is as uncontained as a wild boar. It's incredible. 30 to 50 feral hogs is how I laugh. And boy, howdy, I have to have full automatic weaponry to take it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think we have... Uh, I think we've answered a whole lot of questions, and I think everybody who hasn't known you, which, shame on you for not knowing Ruby, how dare you. Uh, shame on you! I'm only the biggest personality in the community! Yeah. How could you not know about me? Yeah. Pillar of the community, Ruby Snoot, has now thoroughly been exposed to you and your earballs. How embarrassing. Uh, so I think what we should do is, it's the it's the start of a new decade. It's the start of 2020, and so my final question for you, Ruby, is... What's your what's your New Year's resolution? What are you looking to get done in 2020? Something new that you haven't done or a big project or just chilling? Uh I want to draw more. It's I I must admit I've been a little bit envious of you. Um just being able to draw so much, you know, being able to put out so much content. Um it's it's really nice. It's a great motivator. 
even if I haven't drawn on anyway. Um, I'm hoping to get a job soon so that my time will become more valuable, you know, that I'll actually consider it more valuable to myself. Uh, and so I, you know, obviously I want to make more. I want to draw more. Um, I want to animate again. I want to start animating some stuff because I actually really had a lot of fun um, doing some rough animations. Um, and I don't know, like I always found that really fascinating. And the, the fact that I can draw it for the stuff that I like, well, that's a bonus, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think I was on a roll there. I really had something good going. But, you know, the end of the end of the school year came up and then the summer where, you know, I, uh, you know, whenever you start getting a big swath of time, either people notice it and they start, you know, uh, they start bringing you into stuff more or just, you know, you're like, oh, I'm so bored today. I'm just going to play a game. So yeah. I, I, I want to, I want to animate more. I want to just simply draw more. And I don't know. I mean, I, I want to at least improve enough to notice when the year, you know, night 2019 to 2020 happened. You know, I want to see maybe some jump in quality. It's always nice. Hey, I think that's a perfectly admirable goal, and I think it's one that you'll totally achieve. Here's hoping. Uh, other than that, since since it's a whole new decade, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Let's treat this like a job interview. Oh, God. Uh, no, I, I, I recognize that <laughs> 10 years and is, is an absurdly long time in the distance, but do you have any long-term plans that you'd like to accomplish? Maybe not in 10 years, but just in the future? Um, I tend to eventually move in with Tiro. Um, this will be after we've both uh, had a stable job and just sort of a stable residence for a while. Um, this is a few years sort of thing. Um, especially just because we want to do it to sort of prove to ourselves that we can handle it. We can handle ourselves on our own. Um, and so I eventually want to move in with Tiro. Um, I want to you know, I want to at least have a steady, stable job that allows me to pursue my passions, you know, without having to worry about money. Um, so, you know, I I intend in the next, you know, in the next decade or so to hopefully at least have a nice paying job with, you know, good savings. <laughs> I, I think know? that's a perfectly respectable and very reasonable thing to want to do. And, uh, I guess my my uh, my my fun pipe dream here is that if I manage to scrounge together about eight grand, uh, well, hold on. First, I want a first suit of ruby. I want a first suit of ruby. That's the that's a big goal. Uh, I want I want to commission someone. I guess at least for a partial first and then a full first suit. And then I want a Suzuki Cappuccino, that little bitty that little bitty car that I keep keep blabbing around about to you. <laughs> I want that. Ooh, this is this is another golden opportunity where I can describe uh describe what something looks in a, an audio podcast. Yeah, here we go. I'm gonna pull a picture up for you. You're gonna you're gonna describe you're gonna you're gonna describe it. I and yes. I'm I'm gonna pull up the, the Wikipedia picture just just for reference, and then you're gonna you're gonna tell them how how small or big this is next to a person. There's there's the Wikipedia picture for you. Yes. Okay, uh, let me let me begin with this. Uh, here we're we're gonna call this segment audio charades, which I guess is just what regular charades is. 
Uh, you know how well, cars you- have four seats? Usually, sometimes more even. Uh, this one doesn't. Imagine. This one doesn't. And you know how uh, Playmobil used to produce little little vehicles that you could put your fun action figures in? This is like one of those, but scaled up to a normal human being. If you were to lay down on top of this car, end to end, your feet would stick off like your childhood bed. <laughs> and it is painted a delightful cherry red color. But not red like a cherry you would find in nature, like a maraschino cherry you would find on top of a sundae. Delicious. Probably about as big as one, too. Yeah. So I'm going to dub this the Sunday car. Because it's about <laughs> it is the Sunday car. It's about the size of a dessert that you would share with someone else, and it is red as a topping that goes on that dessert. And with that bizarre way to end it, I think that's all I've got for this podcast. Uh Ruby, would you like to do any sort of shout-outs? Oh, uh, I love you, Tara. Uh, I hope you feel better. Um, and uh, I don't know. This was cool. I'm I'm excited to see where you take this series. This is this is all new for me, obviously. Uh, so yeah, and me too. Little does everybody know that we spent like 30 minutes before this with me trying to desperately figure out how to record you. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Wasn't that fun? We like Wasn't to have that fun. fun? Yeah. All right. Uh, well then. I'm trying to think of things that I have. Uh, if you want to follow Ruby, you can find him. Uh, he is Ruby Snoot on all sorts of things. He's Ruby Snoot on Tumblr. or Yeah. He's at Ruby Snoot on Twitter. He's um, Ruby Snoot. He's just Ruby Snoot everywhere. If you look up Ruby Snoot, you'll find him. He's not hard to find. Yeah. yeah. Uh, myself, I am at Hookaloof on Twitter. I am the Hookaloof on Fur Affinity. And... I don't post on Tumblr anymore. Don't go there. Um, our our intro was made by the artist UV Sir J and is a remix of a SpongeBob song and uh, was cut up and edited for us by Harkalberry Blue. Uh, thanks to them. You are welcome, bitch. I love you. And uh, I don't know if you're looking for if you're looking for a burgeoning podcast to sponsor with. I guess I'm open to sponsors. Uh, so, <laughs> this Vore podcast sponsored by Me Undies. Yeah, because uh, we know you break them in every other picture. Yeah. So, if if any kinky brands out there, or other artists, or people who are trying to sell products want to, I would love nothing more than to perform at least one ad read before I pass away. <laughs> No rush. I'm hoping to be around for a little while. But if you want to get in on the ground floor, then I'm going to really need you to think outside the bun. (laughs) All right. Uh, And with that, this has been Subject High, the only podcast on the Internet with the guests who do. And I hope you have a nice night.